Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. MSU freezes football season ticket sales. Tom Izzo is voted coach of the decade by the Big Ten Network. And Amani effing Bates is coming to MSU? You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves to Wolverines Spartans can recruit. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by the man who read QAnon's theory on Harper's and said, you know, they really make some good points there. Kevin Greck. Greckers, how are you doing? I'm doing great. In fact, I have some links that you you really need to <laughs> read. Uh, I'm going to send those over to you. They'll really make you think, Mike Jones. Okay? I mean, the pieces are everywhere. We just have to put them all together. Just as Amani did when he committed to MSU uh, today. Yes, today. Out of nowhere. Nobody in a meeting. Getting the tingles in a meeting. Unreal. Uh, well, yeah, I was also on a conference call while this was happening on ESPN. Uh, and I'm just like updating Twitter and I'm just watching the enthusiasm rise in the fan base. And I'm like, not paying attention to this meeting that I'm in. <laughs> um, so yeah, amazing. Just huge. We'll get into this, but unbelievably huge recruiting, recruiting coup for MSU. Well, obviously, yes, it, massive. And, and obviously this episode of Can't Read, Can't Write is brought to you by Amani Bates. But our presenting sponsor is, of course, Fraser's Pub in Ann Arbor, Michigan on Packard Street. You know where Amani Bates isn't going? Ann Arbor. But if you choose to go out to a bar, a little pub fair, Fraser's Pub is where you should go. Uh, Fraser's Pub, obviously now open, uh, taking the social distancing pretty seriously. They've got some plexiglass up. They've got, uh, you know, uh, the wood paneling there, which I'm told is an antiseptic. Uh, and they're, they're available for dine-in, takeout, a good time all around. And, of course, you can get the beer of the month for another, like, two days. Um, three? Two days? Three days? How many, Whatever how many days? Whatever. doesn't matter. I don't matter. bother with calendars anymore. We're, we're in post-Amani time now. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, for the rest of the month of June, you can get a Founders All Day IPA, 23 ounces, for a mere $4.99. Uh, we would, you know, we're not going to push anyone to do anything they're not comfortable with, but we would really ask and encourage you to go check out Fraser's Pub. It's a genuinely good time. And, uh, and, you know, with July Twitter questions coming back in the power rankings, there, uh, there may be some gift cards headed people's ways. So, um, yep. If you're in Ann Arbor, go to Fraser's pub. And of course, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you could share the podcast with Spartans in your life, we'd very much appreciate it. Give us a follow on the old Twitter machine at Spartan underscore pod. 
and rate, review, and subscribe to the show. I'm reading this so fast because I'm so amped up about money. But Dude. of course, Kevin, Kevin, want to tell people about the structure of the show? Yeah. Let's slow down we, for a second. Sure. Let's take our time. Let's make sure right. that everyone's comfortable with what we're going to discuss for this. So, uh, in a world without sports, there are three segments to the show. The first segment is the Green Wall, where we cover some of the headlines surrounding Michigan State sports over the past week. We then head off Grand River in a segment we call Off Grand River, where we cover some of the headlines in college sports, sometimes pro, throughout the nation. And then we, of course, wrap it up with your Twitter questions. Greenwall, Kevin always leads with football, so let's start with football. Just kidding. Amani Bates committed to MSU. Let's yeah, today start. is the day that we don't lead with football. Uh, so, uh, Do you want to give a little intro to Amani Bates for those that might not know him? Yes. And, you know, frankly, we uh, we laugh here. Um, I make jokes that make Kevin make Kevin very uncomfortable about obsessing over uh, teenage boys. But uh, <laughs> this one is maybe the real deal. <laughs> um, Imani Bates is a just finished his sophomore, sophomore year of high school. Uh, yeah. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated earlier in this year. Before I think before everyone got fired, um, and, and Hondo like took over the company. Uh, he is a. Um, I'll let Greg break him down for you, but um, kid's a player, uh, and as a sophomore, won the Gatorade Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. which is to the best player in all of of high school basketball. And right. in terms of recruiting rankings, which is a measure of how you are as a prospect, but Imani Bates is not only number one in his class, but he is number one in all of the classes that there are in all of the high schools in America. So Imani Bates, we'll get into it, may or may not be coming to MSU, but if he is going to college, He's coming to MSU. Yes. Uh, so, Greg, talk to me. Tell me about Amani, what I didn't just lay out. Okay, so he's a 6'9", small forward. So he's a, he's a wing. Uh, and he's just incredibly skilled. So he's good off the bounce. He's got handles. He can shoot like you wouldn't believe. He's got a motor. He grabs boards. He's competitive. Like, if you watch uh highlights of Amani Bates. One of the things that will come out is his like he's got a little mean streak in him, personality wise. Yeah. He will get in these other guys' faces that are obviously not as good as him. <laughs> yes. He's playing at Lincoln High School. Like he plays on the AAU circuit as well, but a lot of his highlights obviously come from his time in actual high school as a Lincoln rail splitter. And he's just playing like dudes from Chelsea and he's like getting in their face. <laughs> stuff so um it's it's unreal like unbelievable player unbelievable generational talent i mean this is the best talent that the state of michigan has produced in basketball since i mean it's like do you want to go back to magic or do you only want to go back to chris weber like that's what we're talking about here like Un- unbelievable talent of a player in the state and a guy that even if 
I mean, there are concerns. Uh, it looks like, I think we referenced this on the show either last week or a couple of weeks ago, that Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN made a tweet that didn't get a whole lot of attention at the time. And I never understood why I took it as like, maybe it's not as official as like Woj tends to be. Uh, but basically he said that the idea that the NBA was going to do away with the one and done rule was probably gone. And that this, these new G league contracts are the replacement for that because the one and done rule is an NBA thing. And it's a product of team owners and team GMs not wanting to take chances on high school athletes. They want to see them for a year before to evaluate them rather than have them straight out of uh, high school. So the NBA wants the one and done rule as much as the NCAA gets the blame for it. Somehow it's the NBA's thing. Right. And uh, when he said that, that uh, the, in all likelihood, the one and done rule would not be gone in the next few years. And they were going to do this G league thing as a, uh, instead um, that's, it seems obvious to me and tell me if, I'm mistaken on this, that especially if the NCAA starts getting its act together with the name, image, and likeness stuff, that the real high-end prospects mm -hmm. definitely have more upside being attached to a college team yep, yep, and yep, all yep. of the exposure that comes with that than they yep. are accepting 500 grand and going you know, to play in Des Moines, Iowa, or, you know, Grand Rapids or whatever, like all of those games that aren't on TV and you won't have the coverage of the various networks and you won't have the backing of the alumni group of the university that you go to. And um, if Amani well, is able to profit from his name, image and likeness and be in college, he's going to be a very rich man on campus. <laughs> I mean, he's going to yeah. have, you know, the stories of what's his name? Drew Henson at Michigan when he had the the uh the Yankees baseball money while he was in college like mm -hmm. uh, that's the type of lifestyle that Amani is going to have on campus here. I mean yeah, just think about it like all right Amani you could go play for the Grand Rapids Drive and sure you'll get a Nike contract or whatever or you could go play for a we'll call it a modern blue blood in basketball in college basketball michigan state you know perpetual tournament team that has a an actual national following unlike the grand rapids drive and you could still get nike money and honestly nike's going to cut a bigger check for that because they'll get you platforming them through a larger medium mm -hmm. it's it's great um but let's actually let's take a second to maybe so it, I, we we can't describe play by play his highlight reel though if you are a listener and you've not seen a highlight reel of Amani Bates you should probably look because it's insane um but the let's talk about uh, maybe the story of what happened today because by all accounts Izzo didn't know this was going to happen. And so early in the day, it trickles out that Imani Bates is going to be on ESPN 
at 1.40 p.m. And there's a bunch of theories going on about what it's going to be. I, I saw you and I chatted about the, that one of the rumors was that he was going to be signing with LeBron's uh, agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you know, well, shit. You know, we, we just talked last week about how Izzo spent his one midnight call on, on Imani. But so they get on there uh, on ESPN and he and his family and the conversation turns to the fact that he's going to be leaving Lincoln High School and his his dad is starting up uh, a prep school and which we can we in Ypsilanti in Ipsy. Yep. And uh, and we can get to that roster later on because it is insane. But uh, so Imani's going to leave. Michigan high school ball, which uh, can't blame him. One, you can't travel out of the state and play other better teams. Uh, two, yeah. my understanding is that Michigan high school basketball rocks some pretty antiquated rules. Like, I don't know that there's a shot clock. Um, uh, in the men's game, there's a shot clock, I believe. In the women's game, I don't think there is. Okay. All right. Okay, that makes sense. But all right. Um, so... But like you can't be on TV other than championship games. Uh, you can't travel for big tournaments more than a hundred miles outside the state, which obviously all of them are. Um, there are some anachronistic rules that are really costing traditional Michigan sports uh, a lot of its best players. I mean, right. think about it. Like Miles Bridges leaves town. What's his name that went to Kentucky leaves town? Like. All of the big uh, Rocket Watts wasn't left town. Wasn't yeah, he went Spire? Yeah, yeah. So like, so it's so, probably so, good for the state that this exists. Oh yeah, and I want to say it's probably good for Michigan State if mm-hmm. Imani's dad is starting this. But anyway, mm-hmm. so that's big news. That's big news in its own right. It's very cool, very exciting. And then uh, the question is, follows up. So what are your college plans? Family puts on the Spartan caps. It is. And so Imani did leave the door open. And and trust me, we will get into this as the the pod goes on. That it is very much a if I go to college. So for Imani Bates to go to college, the, the, the primary theory is that he needs to reclassify. Which means that even though he's in the class of 2022, he would need to essentially accomplish what he needs to accomplish academically to be able to join the class of 2021. I think, and, I think he doesn't need to reclassify if the NBA doesn't do away with the one and done rule. Well, sure. But the, the, the theory, the one that we've talked about on this podcast, since mm-hmm. you know, we don't talk about Imani a lot, but has been that if he's going to come, it's likely because he reclassifies. So you're right. He doesn't need to, especially if the NBA doesn't get rid of it. But it certainly makes it a more certain thing uh, if he does reclassify. Yeah. Um, now, with his dad starting up, uh, you know, a, a prep school that uh, the, we're not going to dissect because it's not particularly relevant for this moment of, well, there's this decision tree, you know, lane and this decision tree lane. And like, it's not worth it. But the point is, that Imani said, if I go to college, I'm going to Michigan State. And he didn't need to do that. Didn't, it wasn't expected of him. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I don't think anyone in the fan base was like, 
man, I'd really like some assurances from Imani right now. Like we, we yeah. all get it. Dude's going pro like, right. Yeah. But he, but he yeah. did. I mean, this is huge. I mean, if you think in the, in, you know, the whole scope of MSU basketball or football for that matter, yes. uh, commitments, like this is Cleaves Charles is Rogers big. level. This is Charles Rogers level. Basically it's like Cleves could be in this Randolph might be Shannon Brown, obviously a good prospect, but not this high Delvon Rowe, Gary Harris, miles bridges, Josh Langford. I mean, Jaron Jackson's one of the like three or four biggest recruits of my MSU basketball lifetime. None of them really compare in the scope to something like this. It's unreal. Um, Yeah. I think the comparisons were in, in terms of, um, I don't know, uh, generationally in terms of prospects, mm -hmm. um, LeBron, since, since ESPN has been tracking anyway, LeBron is number one. Uh, there are three people tied for number three. It is Greg Oden, as we remember from Ohio State. Yep. Uh, Kevin Durant, who didn't go to college. He was able to just go straight to the pros. And then there's Amon. Oh, that's right. He has the, you're right. I forget about the jersey. Thank you. But anyway, the third one is Amani Bates. And so this is a big deal. There's LeBron and then there's, you're putting him in the class with Kevin Durant. Like that's a big deal. It's huge. And especially for a fan base that's had big misses. I don't want to dwell on this, but like, I think we all remember the hurt of Jabari Parker or Josh, Josh Jackson or like Vernon Carey or Jaleel or Alex or Cliff Alexander. Like, those were all big misses. Like Izzo went all in on those dudes and it didn't pan out. And Izzo was the only guy going all in on Imani Bates and it worked for now. Yeah. For now yeah. it worked. Well, and I so, think I, Imani said on his interview today that, you know, they've been showing me a lot of love. They've, you know, it, it's been consistent and he said, I'm all about loyalty. And so I want to show that loyalty back. And, and again, I, do you want to transition the conversation about uh, how to how to interact with the recruits? Or do you, uh, not yet. All right, say got, some more. Say some more about Amani. What's in the chamber? I want, to do. Uh, I want to talk about how much heat this is going to bring MSU among elite prospects, even if he doesn't end up coming to MSU, because for the next year at least before he makes any kind of decisions like that he is going to have MSU commit next to his name. And he's the biggest name in college basketball recruiting right now. So the other big time prospects, the Max Christie's at all, you know, the Jade Nakins, who is going to be on that, that prep school mm-hmm. uh, roster, by the way, um, those are guys that are aware that the guy is going to MSU and it's going to open up a lot of interest from other people a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the heat is going to come off of this thing in college basketball recruiting. Yeah, it's like, uh, how do you feel about, uh, you know, being a point guard with, uh, the number one recruit in the nation also on mm-hmm. your team? Like, 
Do you think that's going to make you look good? <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's so good. Um, it's unbelievable. You, everyone, I mean, be guarded in your optimism. But for today, uh, like, let loose a little bit. Let the hair down. This is a big win. This be is thrilled. Huge. Yeah. It, because, yeah. I mean, it, whether whether Imani goes to MSU or not, it, you know, I, it seems pretty firm that if he goes to college, he's going to MSU. And that that's all indications were irrespective of his commitment today that that was also true. But I mean, this might tell us that his default is to go to college unless unless otherwise changes. Yeah. I mean, everyone thought the default was the NBA. And I think now we've changed to the default is college. Unless otherwise stated. So, and, and whether he goes, though, I guess my point is, dude's a spark. <laughs> yeah, there's also right. that. Like, like uh, when he's an NBA all-star, like he's going to be an MSU fan the whole time. And that's going to be huge. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, not not booster in the, the traditional sense, but, you know, in the sort of cheerleader for the program will hopefully remain close with the program. Uh, he's close with the players. Like it, it's, it's all good. It, this is look, there are no sports. I don't know if anyone knew that, but this is a day worth being excited and being celebratory. Hell, I, mean, I just had a fireball before we recorded. I'm that excited. <laughs> yeah, but you don't need an excuse to do that. Uh, I mean, LeBron <laughs> gives Ohio state heat and he never went there. So it's uh it's, it's a big win. It's a huge, 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 huge win. Anything but, else you want to talk about? Well, let's, let's talk about if he doesn't come. Okay. Just briefly. Be cool, people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, this isn't, this isn't Vernon Carey, right? Like, and by the way, be cool about that. But, you know, this is genuinely different. There, there are potentially, as we've discussed, shifting rules from the NBA on what Amani's options could be. And so we're not anti-players getting paid here. So if he decides to go get himself a giant bag of money, cool. Yeah. Don't blame him. I would take yeah. the bag of money too. And I yeah. love MSU. But you mean I could get generational wealth just by <laughs> signing something at 18? Yeah, I'm going to take it. So, you know, let's be excited, but let's also be cool if he doesn't ultimately suit up in the green and white. That's all. Agreed. Yeah. But that's not, that decision is not going to come for a while. So for, for a while, you can just be thrilled that this yes. is happening. And we can rub it in the faces of U of M, certainly. Uh, and, and Duke, which we saw some tweets today. Big hurt. Big hurt over this. It gives me joy. It, it gives I think me that we're like we're recruiting better against the NBA than we recruit against Duke because Duke was not involved in this. I think that's part of why. Yeah, they, they, that was pretty much the tweet from their newspaper was like, we didn't even try. Like, uh, it, that's very Michigan of them, by the way. Yeah, we didn't but try. Like, Gary Harris decides to stay, you know, Miles Bridges decides to stay. I think we do better against the NBA than we do against Duke. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. Um, so 
I guess while we're celebrating basketball, uh, let's also chat about the fact that uh, the Big Ten Network had been uh, laying out some all-decade uh, teams, an all-decade player, which we're not going to get into player. Yeah, don't waste time on that. Uh, but the news, the news, the headline, Greg, take it away. Izzo, coach of the decade. Uh, not a surprise. No I, shit. This- Another opportunity. I think the fan base was getting ready for Beeline to be named the guy. But like, if you put, if you just put the records up next to one another, it's unreal how good his record is in Big Ten play against opposing coaches. It's out of this world how yeah. good he is, and how many Big Ten championships he's had, and how many Big Ten tournament championships he's had, and the talent that he's turned around into NBA play. It's it's unreal. Totally deserving win for him. And of course, Draymond and Denzel Valentine are on all, all decade first team. Um, you know, Cassius Winston, all decade second team. Uh, I think that caused some hurt up there. I, I, the fan base. It seems so purely political. I mean, I think we kind of forget. I think we take advantage take for granted how good Valentine was. Oh, no, 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 I, I don't disagree. I mean, Valentine, doesn't he have the triple-double record for MSU in a season? Uh, No, I think Magic has that, but he he has a few. Oh, you're right, you're right. No, no, uh, but he passed Draymond. Um, yeah, he and Draymond yeah, no. and Eric Snow are the only, and Magic are the only MSU players that have that have had triple-doubles in games. But yeah, no, Valentine was amazing. and. But my point is, is that on your first team, are you going to put three Spartans on your first team? That's what I mean by political. I, I don't. Okay. I'm not taking away from Denzel at all, or Draymond. Obviously, the argument that they're going to make is that Trey Burke was National Player of the Year, but I didn't think he should have even been Big Ten Player of the Year that day, that year. I thought that was Victor Oladipo's year. I thought I would if that if you had to do a draft of players. Yeah, in the Big Ten that year, I would take Victor Oladipo one, and that's not just because he's done way better in the NBA. I said that at the time because then girlfriend, now wife, was at Indiana for graduate school, and I watched a lot of the Hoosiers that season, and I know how good that dude was. I'm sorry for your loss, <sighs> but uh. So this is all very exciting. Uh, we were thrilled, and somehow, the, the reason that we shouldn't have led with basketball is we now have to kind of come off that high for a second um, and chat some football, which is fine. It just, it is what it is. Uh, so uh, football, MSU ticket sales, um, let's talk about them. They've been paused. Uh, and not likely to come back. This is paused in a, like, it's it's basically closed at this point, yeah. right? Or they're going to, it, it's going to be like an invite only system for tickets or something like that. Um, if you, I, I don't think everyone got this right. Uh, if you have already put down your deposit and paid for season tickets, you get a very deliberately worded email from Bill Beekman letting you know that uh, in all Whitehead. likelihood. You're not getting the tickets. <laughs> so, uh, 
there was encouragement to roll any dollar amounts that you've already sent to the athletic department over to tickets for next year or to simply make them a uh, a four times multiplier, I think, um, donation to the athletic department. <laughs> and then it sounds like they're just going to go by Spartan fund level for however many tickets they end up selling. So my apologies probably to anyone listening to the podcast. It, I, I know what our listener demographics are and I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think our 401ks are stacked enough to be in the uh, Spartan fund level <laughs> necessary to uh, to get invited to to purchase tickets this year. I I just don't think our listening audience is quite there yet. So and, I, and frankly, I don't know what percentage of our listening audience is at a place where they're like, yeah, I'll go to a mess crowd. That sounds like a good idea. Hmm. I've been thinking about it. Like it's going to be outside. It's going to be one fifth or something like that. The normal. Yeah. If everyone's wearing a mask population and if everyone's wearing a mask, I can, I think I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm, I'm there assuming the social distance. Yeah. I I'm, I'm with the, you. The bathroom is my chief concern with the, with the whole situation because you can come in early and you can leave late and mitigate that. I guess if there's an emergency, then you're screwed. But I I love the idea that like you're going to go to the men's room, which has a trough. And there's like a a bathroom attendee there who's got like, you know, the colognes and the condoms and like everything else. But like is 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 keeping the social distancing like straight up has like two yardsticks that they put in between people at the trough. Like, hey, hey, gents, you're too close. Can't get you getting fresh down there at the trough, huh? Come on. No swords. No swords. Let's see some social distancing at the trough. I mean, <laughs> you guys, especially in the winter, that's going to be a problem because sometimes you invent reasons to go to the trough just to catch some of the steam coming off that thing. <laughs> and huddle up and with fellow man. It's going to be way colder in there come November. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I I don't know how this is going to go. I feel bad. I've I've got a coworker who she has season tickets and she's out of state, so she would have to fly in for games and she's like I don't think I can get them anyway and even if I could, is this something that I'm willing to do? And I was like, I don't know, man. I well, I at that know. point in time, if you could get them, I would be reselling them. Yeah. That's I mean, that's the demand might well be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, I keep going back to though, uh, well, I guess maybe this is the time to talk about Harper's too, because I've been, I've been harping <laughs> on, uh, Amani Bates, such big news. It totally eclipses a COVID supercell in our own community. Yeah, uh, but I've been harping on the fact that that students uh, ought to be included in the ticket allotment. Um, I still believe that to some degree, but but um, uh, they've proven untrustworthy. Uh, it, for those who don't know, Harper's made the Washington Post. Yeah, and CNN, and Ugh. yeah, it's uh, oof. Oof. That's not the publicity you want. I know. like 
I bet you Harper's has hired a social media guy or gal, and I bet you Harper's tries really hard to get promotional stuff out there, you know, win that that market share. Oh boy, this is not what you want. Oof. Oof. I mean, uh, this has caused actually a number of bars in East Lansing to shut themselves back down again. So Luhas is now back to only doing um to only doing uh takeout to go. Um I think it's also the same crunchies has either further reduced seating or did something similar. Um, yeah, not, not a good look right now. Not a no. good look at all. Um, I, I saw we got, uh, de Blasio referenced us or, Oh God. Referenced Harper's when he was talking about something. Um, well, so, yeah. That, de Blasio is a walking too long. Didn't read. That's right. I mean, I know he doesn't really affect people out there, but he's in my neck of the woods. Dude's a <laughs> moron. I mean, uh, I was I was saying I was telling uh, my wife that uh, we should invite him out. Uh, New Yorkers would really appreciate that if he was gone for just a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the the irony is that you, you in New York, you don't disagree with de Blasio's politics. You just you know he's a moron. <laughs> like, yeah. It's that easy. Um but uh on a on a more uh, sobering note, um in in our effort to continue to talk about uh Black Lives Matter and uh and the um how racial justice and equality is playing out in college athletics, uh Mel Tucker has we're getting a fuller story of of what Mel Tucker has been doing to uh, commit to that cause and uh, to encourage dialogue with and amongst his players. So, uh, without there's there's a number of articles that you can you can check out to um, see what he's been up to. Nate Atkins with the LSJ did a wonderful write up, um, but. Mel Tucker, in the wake of George Floyd's uh, murder, was very quick to get his his team on a call and and mm-hmm. talk about how people were were feeling, um, you know, sort of reading the room, encouraging dialogue um, and then and then committed to an action plan, which I think is the the really great leadership that we've seen from him uh, without yeah. too much editorializing. but whatever um these are human rights and so we'll editorialize uh the so um mel tucker uh, tucker took it as an opportunity to be both a leader a teacher and a listener and so um he amplified the the statements of a couple players who wanted to say something about um about the moment and the movement uh in antoine simmons and Devonte dobbs uh, he set up a resources page, which I think is accessible to the public at msuspartans.com backslash resources, which had information on um, Black Lives Matter, uh, the NAACP, uh, resources to learn how to vote and inform yourself on issues. Uh, and and I think the most interesting part is that part of the time he has to spend with the team, he's chosen to bring speakers in to talk to the team about um, 
you know, those, those particularly sensitive issues. Um, and so the, on Juneteenth, he had the secretary of state, um, come to, uh, join the team over a zoom call. Um, Mm -hmm. on before that it was, and I'm forgetting his name. And I, so I very much apologize. Um, Joe Tate state Senator. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Tate, former MSU lineman. Um, he came in and talked about governmental processes um, and helped educate, along with the Secretary of State, the players on uh, voting and where your votes are most effective. Um, so anyway, this is what's exciting about this is that it's information that's really useful for anybody. Like We are an underinformed country when it comes to voting and why local ima- elections matter so much. Um, and so, look, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Greg, but I'll just say, this is awesome. Uh, this is leadership. This is coaching. This is teaching. And, and it is uh, leading with, with empathy and with a purpose. And that, that is awesome to see. Yeah. I would just add that this is the kind of coaching that we, claim is it actually important in our college football basketball you know softball baseball coaches as just like leaders and teachers of young men and women and a lot of universities say that this is a priority to them but i think we all know that so frequently it's not that wins and losses are the only thing that are important so the fact that mel tucker's taking time with his team to focus on these issues, I think is something to be commended generally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mel Tucker is uh, crushing it at the social media. He's, he's exuding great leadership here. Um, <laughs> hell, he hopped on the Imani bandwagon today. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm starting to understand why Colorado more and more was so <laughs> upset that he left. Um, and and he, no matter what his tenure at MSU, this this moment is one that we can be really proud of. Um, and and so, um, you know, it, it's he he's got a lot going on, and this is just this is just great. So, kudos to Coach Tucker. Agree. Um, huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> uh, should we head over to not a sponsor? Yeah. Yeah. Jonesy, right. um, I mean, this is another one of those in the in the long list of making it as a podcast in the sponsor <laughs> game. I mean, this is, buddy, this is another one. This yeah. is huge. Yeah. Care to, care to take us through? Sure. Uh, so look, uh, yeah, can't read, can't write, continues to be in the big boy world of podcasting uh, with another major podcast advertiser joining us as a not a sponsor. That's right, folks. This episode of Can't Read, Can't Write is not brought to you by Talkspace. The revolutionary and accessible digital therapy therapy platform, Talkspace has long had therapists who specialize in whatever your needs are. Of course, we have therapists who excel in couples issues, family matters, personal growth, and LGBTQ issues. But in light of the news today, Talkspace wanted to reach out to MSU fans specifically and let you know about a team of therapists who've just joined Talkspace. 
They're here to help you. These therapists are board certified in helping fans of all ages deal with an all too common syndrome known as recruit rejection. You've been spurned over the years. We discussed it earlier. All of those recruits that went to Duke. And you know, you find it hard. You find it real hard because of recruit rejection, a real syndrome to take joy in landing the number one prospect in at least a decade. Our therapists at Talkspace are here to help. So go to Talkspace.com and enter the promo code Amani to get 50% off your first three sessions. That's Talkspace.com, promo code Amani for 50% off your first three sessions. Talkspace, we thank you for joining us as a not a sponsor. I know we'll be, we'll be heading to Talkspace. Um, yeah. And yeah. in all seriousness, though, uh, I, I, Talkspace is a real resource for people, so not necessarily for Imani issues, but it is a, a great resource. So check it out if you feel so inclined, but not a sponsor <laughs> for recruit rejection. I felt real weird at the end of that being like, people really do and could use mental health. Only <laughs> people, so maybe we shouldn't be leveraging. But I mean, they recruit- can still go. It just, you know, the promo code <laughs> might not work. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's head off Grand River. Uh, this has been a, a live show here. Um, <laughs> and this one just is a gift that keeps on giving, I guess. Let's start with Clemson. Yeah. So, more, uh, more COVID we're headline. About, yeah, we're talking about a supercell here in East Lansing, but, but how about the one in South Carolina? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh so my God. we talked about Clemson last week. Uh, experiencing a COVID spike. And so I, we were a little loosey-goosey on the numbers last week. So here they are, uh, June 8th slash 9th, two players on the football team tested positive for COVID. All right, cool. Not great, don't love it, but you know, okay. Then last week, when we talked to you all, 21 more players had tested positive, bringing the total to 23. This week? 14 more players have tested positive for COVID, bringing the total to 37, which means over a third of their team has tested positive for COVID. Is this, is Dabo doing the, like, the chicken pox thing where it's like when you get to a certain age that your parents make you play with the kids down the street with chicken pox and you get it. Uh Except for that it's uh, an a COVID pandemic that we don't know what it does to you long-term and it can, it can kill you. I don't care if you're 18 and the most healthy dude on the planet, it can kill you. So this is a huge concern to me. I don't know if they're just like, eh, the guys will be all right. Let them get it out of their system and then we'll be good for the rest of the season. But that is an un- real position to take if indeed it is that way it it does it defies it defies logic that the number got that high right like are they taking any steps whatsoever like i think they said doctors down at at clemson what is going on it seems to me that there is not a single public health official at clemson uh this this makes Zero sense. I mean, I know we we trolled LSU last week about going to Tiger Town, but which feels like a, a city that Joe Exotics uh, set up. But 
this is 37. Like, what were you guys doing? Yeah. How did you, did you, it makes me wonder. And I, I just, I didn't care to do the research for this, but like, did you guys do two stages of testing before you let people start working out? I have I, no idea. <laughs> it, it seems like impossible. It seems like you must have taken no steps whatsoever. Did you all go to Harper's? Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. They, they took a road trip up to, up to East Lansing and gave it a shot at Harper's. Checked out our they, facilities. Hey, in East Lansing info that only like a half of, uh, of the revelers at, at Harper's were actually from MSU or MSU affiliated that have tested positive. <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, other half has been be the case people from out of town were adding to the problem complicating issues in east lansing um i don't know uh god look i just we're gonna here's the thing that that and Greg, you may or may not back me up on this, and this is not Clemson related. This is just life related, but certainly mm-hmm. is related to wanting to have sports back. And um, knowing that certainly COVID has hit you in a very personal way, and um, you know, a, a dear friend of mine has had COVID. Wear your goddamn mask. Full stop. Yeah, science is not debatable. Not debatable at all. And it, you don't want to listen to the podcast anymore because we harp on masks. Fine. Like, and I'm thirsty for the listens, but like, we got to wear our masks. If 80% of us wore masks, 80% of us wore masks, we would drop the spread to less than one person per person infected, which means that over time, the, the virus would go away. So please. Yeah. I think most of our listeners are wearing a mask. Continue to do so, but really get on people in your life who maybe aren't compliant um, and let them know that there's less room in your life for them if they don't wear a mask. Give them an ultimatum. Just calmly explain that this is not a liberal hoax and you are being unreasonable. That'll work, right? Yeah. Let's politicize Uh, science. uh, But uh, let's head to... (laughs) states that haven't been great on messaging uh also about masks but uh iowa um yeah things are bubbling back up down there uh yeah akram wadley uh a a former player for iowa has detailed additional verbal abuse from the uh, football staff at iowa the bad news that the big yikes here is that this is an additional allegation against uh, Brian Ferentz, the son of head coach Kirk Ferentz. So, Rick, let the people know what's going on in Iowa. Well, I would point out there were also allegations against now disgraced strength coach uh, Chris Doyle, who has since been escorted from the program. But uh, <laughs> with a million dollars in the bank, yeah, that golden parachute that uh, you know, our, so tasty, yeah. so tasty. Uh, yeah, Wadley outlined a number of of cases. Um, Including, you know, some some things that Brian Ferentz said to him about robbing a liquor gas station, liquor store gas station when he was wearing a, a wool cap. Uh, other things about how it was a team issued wool cap too, right? Yeah, I believe so. Um, 
other other abuse, uh, verbal abuse about how he was dumb, just like unintelligent, uh, just not great, not savory things, especially coming from the son of the coach. Um, obviously, yeah. no coach should be speaking right. to their student athletes that way. But the fact, I mean, this is a particular bugaboo for for Iowa because it's the son of the coach allegedly participating in this behavior. So Iowa is continuing to sort of be in the barrel on this one. Um, and I, you know, as a member of a fan base of, uh, of a school that's been in the barrel, um, you know, deservedly so in both cases, but, um, it's just sort of, can, it's keeping the theme going of student athletes understanding or or exercising their power. Now I understand that, that Wadley has has uh, left Iowa. He's graduated. He's out now. Um, but obviously the experience was so poor. And I wouldn't pretend that every school doesn't have student athletes that didn't enjoy their time there. I know for a fact that MSU, for example, has had one or two. Um, <laughs> Right. So I I'm not pretending that every student athlete has an amazing you know experience in school. Um but these are unfortunate, very unfortunate allegations uh to be made. Uh racially based. I mean you you wouldn't say the robbing thing uh to a white player. Like mm. let's just accept that as fact. You just wouldn't. Um so, yeah, uh, it's good to keep these discussions out there. It's good to keep having these conversations. I know that it's difficult if you're an Iowa fan, um, but it it's a topic that needs to be discussed. Yeah. And um, look, it, when it comes up at MSU and I'm, you know, it, even even in the article about, um, you know, Mel Tucker leading on this issue, uh, there were conversations about, um, you know, playing under D'Antonio and, and feeling like you shouldn't be talking about this stuff, um, which is a, a, probably a sea change across college football. So it uh, sounds like Iowa certainly had cultural issues, uh, which I think is the nicest way of saying it. And um players now feeling more emboldened to speak up about their experiences. And um, there was just less of that going on in the past, but it is a, a sea change that is, is happening. I mean, look at Izzo, uh, you know, we didn't cover it, but um, because I think it's fair to shine light wherever we have the resources to do it. Uh, supposedly, not supposedly, a, a member of the MSU uh, staff, and I don't mean basketball staff. It was a groundskeeper, right? Yeah, the facilities team. Yeah, it's, I suppose statements made about Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter protesters on Facebook. Right, and so the the university is it sounds like going through a process which is required mm-hmm. to get rid of that employee. But, you know, uh, Coach Izzo released a, uh, a a very nice statement um, and has also, for instance, 
changed his opinion on on kneeling during the anthem. So these people are making their own individual progress. And um, I think it's important that we welcome everyone to the conversation who is who is entering the conversation in good faith, no matter where they are on things, because I, I assume I, I don't want to speak for you, Greg, but I know I haven't been in the same place that I am now. And I hope that in a year from now, I'm in a much farther place. Yeah, I think that's one of the issues that older people are having and understanding this is that we, I just want to say this in case this is news to someone that's listening. The discussion of race and race-based things are progressing past this like binary, I am a racist, I am not a racist designation thing for the most part not always because oh my god the president of the united states retweeted uh, a man shouting white power over the weekend but for the most part our definitions are moving past that and we're starting to understand you know inherent biases and things like that complicated factors it doesn't mean you know if you have it doesn't necessarily mean if you have certain blind spots that you are a terrible human being. What's important is that you're making, you know, an effort to understand those blind spots and move past them. Um, And that's exactly basically what Tom Izzo announced that he was in the process of doing when he said, you know, he had discussions with former players and current players about, the protests and the discussions going on and understood that maybe he had come to the wrong conclusion about Kaepernick and renewing during the the national anthem. That's fine. That's what we want people to be doing. Right. Right. So you, you can, you can recognize that even though you've had good in your heart, you can still simultaneously be part of the problem and that's okay. Right. Like, it's really okay because you, you anyway, everyone comes to us for sports and I know that's not why we're, we're listening right now, but the, the fact of the matter is that this is an ongoing conversation. And so I don't, I don't think we need to sort of philosophically belabor it when this is in theory, in theory, a sports podcast, but uh, we want to keep highlighting these stories because they're important. And, and here, you know, Kirk Ferentz has been tapped apparently by players as, as, accessible to being part of the solution. Um, this is a new wrinkle. And so I, I'm hopeful that, that Kirk Ferentz continues to listen and, um, and improve. And it'll be curious to see how he handles things with his son. Um, God, don't hire family. I think that's another moral of the story. Yeah. Such a terrible idea. This <laughs> such a terrible idea. Anyway, Shall we move on? Yeah. And let, do we want to compare Brian Ferentz to uh, Jared Kushner? Um, <laughs> uh, before we get to your Twitter questions, we of course have to go to our other very real sponsor. Sounds very sarcastic when I say that, but it is a real sponsor. And of course that is Brandon Sands, um, who is now, I think officially a, a friend of the pod in that he's had a chance to work with listeners before. Um, or has Dude. now worked with listeners. Um, Brandon Sands is a a mortgage loan originator. 
who works for one of the largest largest mortgage lenders in the country that is guaranteed rate rate. God, I'm tripping all over the words. Brandon has you're closed. You're so mortgage. excited. You're, you're just is. so excited about I this. Got, I got that Amani oh, buzz. Yeah. Uh, no, Brandon has closed over 10,000 loans, every imaginable version of a loan. I don't want to list them all because he's he's worked with too many of them. But uh, Brandon's reaching out because, of course, mortgage rates are at the lowest ever in American history. And so if you happen to be in the market to buy a house, buy a home, buy a condo, whatever you would m- want a mortgage, if you're paying more than 4% and you're thinking about refinancing, chat with Brandon. It's it's not a it's not a guaranteed sale. It's literally a consultation. It's a free, no obligation consultation where you'll go over your your income, your credit, but more importantly, your long term long term and short term goals. And Brandon will go through the products he has available to to sell and match the one that matches your goals. And you know whether you go with Brandon or not. It will be an informative and important conversation. It will be a relationship, and he will be there for you. So if you want to reach out to Brandon Sands, you can go to rate.com backslash Brandon Sands. That's rate.com. Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z, rate.com backslash Brandon Sands. That's pretty catchy. It It is. is. It's pretty good. You must be a very handsome man if you came up with something like that. (laughs) All right. Twitter questions, shall we? Michael Jones. Yeah, probably uh, listeners. Not terrible on time, by the way, for it being Amani time. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk. Uh, a new new questioner. Yeah, probably. All right. I don't have his handle in front of me because you just put Maxwell. So Maxwell, Maxwell might be the handle. Who knows? Welcome to the pod, or not. Uh, Maxwell asks if you could change the national anthem to any song, what would it be and why? Oh God, Jonesy! I, I mean the the thong song comes immediately to mind. Um, what Cisco? Yeah, I think you, I think that would be nice. Go, I don't think hand over the heart for the for the thong song. I don't think that plays in twenty twenty. Um, <laughs> Maxwell, I will say I do genuinely believe that the national anthem is uh, extended poem aside, um, in terms of the music is a pretty good anthem um rivaled only by maybe O canada but anyway uh if i was going to change it and this is not good audio um if i was going to change it i would go natural anthem by uh the postal service because i am an emo oh my god mfr all right at least do national anthem by radiohead or something like that god God, Maxwell, I'm sorry that this happened to you. You had such a good question. <laughs> Next up from John Hubbard. Far beyond a new football coach and a very and the very real possibility for no football or basketball in the fall, what does a Hondo-less MSU sports community <laughs> going to do moving forward? Will things ever be the same? Well, John, obviously, if you cared about Imani Bates today, you plugged in to Hondo's story. There was something about America, too. I I Hondo seems to be splitting the desk, but maybe moving to Las Vegas. So I don't know that we're totally rid of Hondo yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what are we going to do moving forward? I don't know. Click on real journalists. We'll I mean, there was a board the uh, meeting on the 26th that I heard they discussed just like stopping sports 
altogether. Right? I, or doing one year moment of silence for Hondo S. Carpenter. <laughs> um, uh, I've heard that, look, and I don't want anyone to retweet this because it, it's just too big, but I've heard that Can't Read, Can't Write is going to be getting Hondo's credentials. So don't don't spread it, anyone. Don't spread it. Don't make it a rumor. <laughs> but apparently Mel Tucker, in fact, has been clamoring for us to replace Hondo. We just have to wear the eye patch. Um, all right. Next question from John Hubbard is, what is your favorite theory of relativity, general or special? Oh, I'm more of a general guy. You know, I go back and forth, but I always end up back a general. You? Yeah, uh, generals lead armies, so obviously general. Yeah, but you're um, special. Uh, what's the longest book you've ever read? Oh, God, I don't know. Do, do you have one, like, right off the top of your head? I mean, probably my torts book in law school. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, I mean. I cannot even imagine how terrible the reading must have been in law school. Like. When we used to talk about me potentially going to law school, I could never get past like I would have to read so much stuff that I have no interest in reading. I probably shouldn't go to law school. You are correct, sir. How many hours of just reading that dull garbage have you done? A lot. I mean, I, I, I can't I can't quantify it, but I tended to look at law school particularly my first year as um, an eight to six job, but like you didn't not work, right? Like there, there weren't real breaks. So it was, you go to class and you read, you go to class and you read like you just, I mean, it was, and even, even some professors were really good about having shorter reading assignments, but they just expected you to know every word on that page then. So, yeah, it was a lot of time. Uh, but that would probably be it. Otherwise, if we're going fiction, I mean, if I'm being honest, it's probably one of the Game of Thrones books because those yeah. things are not short either. Yeah. Uh, next up from John Hubbard. Uh, Want to do shrooms? No, I don't. But apparently Raymond Chains does. <laughs> And finally, from John Hubbard, how long will it take for Spartan Nation to recover from the double whammy of no 2020 sports and debates decommitting? John, chill. <laughs> Let us have a yeah. day of joy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there are going to be a number of of questions with that same general energy. Please. Don't hesitate to reach out to our not a sponsor. Okay. <laughs> Talkspace. Talkspace will help you through this cautious Recruit. optimism that you're feeling right now. You know, it, we, we need to get into it at some point in time. Obviously not tonight, but uh, if this no 2020 sports thing is real, scholarships get real weird. They're going to yeah. have to do something about that. So yes, they will. we can get into it later, but that that's just a thought with Bates and everything. But uh anthony garbert back from spending time in the up brag uh wants to know what three msu players across any sport would you want to see compete on survivor Ooh, uh all right so let's go with 
who would be fun? Let's put let's put Draymond in there because Obviously. that's mix everything up. Um, let's go with. Uh, hmm. Who else would be really good in that? Paul situation? Davis. I feel like would just be. Oh my god! Stop. It, it, Paul it Davis is so the last funny. person I want on TV. It'd be so funny. Uh. Yeah, anyone but Paul Davis. I'll take every other Spartan ever but Paul Davis. I mean, Javon um, Ringer for, for like, competitions, right? I mean, yeah. And then obviously but, Drew Stanton. Okay, showing our age here. These are some dated, <laughs> some dated uh, choices. Uh, I mean, next well, actually, up- no, 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 Connor Cook, Connor Cook, because he's dude's got attitude. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, but he wasn't a captain. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. And if he didn't get voted a captain of the tribe, I mean, that would be its own issues, right? <laughs> he certainly would not be allowed into the NFL for it. Allowed uh, into the NFL. <laughs> Next up from Anthony Garvert. Uh, what is the most perfect temperature for outdoors? I'll give you a hint. You won't experience it on Lake Superior, uh, to which he was uh, chastised by Sorry Like Tom. That's flat out wrong. The Kiwina? Kiwana in the summer is so great, which he said 55 in rain for three straight straight days. Didn't really do it for me in the summer. That's the peninsula up there that goes up into into superior, I guess. Uh, So I, I think like a nice, like 75 is perfect, right? Like, sure. Is that where you want to be? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm 75 75 in the shade. Uh, that's 75 in the shade for sure. 75 in the shade. That's perfect. All right. Next up from Anthony Garver at state park camping. Yay or nay. Yeah, I'm, I'm big on it. Um, I enjoy it. Particularly if you're allowed to have a fire, that's great. Uh, I enjoy the backpacking. So I like the state parks. Yeah. This is a nay for me, dog. Ugh. 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 State park camping. Ugh. Uh, doesn't even count as camping. Like if you're going to camp, go to a national park, go up to, you know, go somewhere, go West, go. I mean, like, I don't disagree, but I'm just saying go to the national like shore state if parks. Like, if you well, like you're gonna, being outdoors, you know, go. Mm, I don't know. And finally from Anthony Garver, most memorable road trip you've ever taken. Um, probably uh college going to bonnaroo oh yeah oh that's a good one i i was just gonna admit that all of my college road trips are now melding together and i'm having diff i'm having difficulty like separating them i have to like do a mental accounting of who's there in that memory and then who went on which trips to like pry them back apart again sure uh but yeah uh, everything is just sort of like becoming one giant college road trip memory. Um, all of them are pretty good, though. So yeah, I went to Chicago one night and back in the same night. Why did you do that? Because I, I, I was dumb in college. Why? Wait, to, for like to what end? Like, why did you go there? I think just go for a drive. Was this like your emo drive? Like. All the no, way to friend. It was a good time. Oh, there's that time we uh, we took the drive. <laughs> do, 
we will not discuss it at length at all. But do you remember when we drove to Canada to watch Interpol? Oh yeah, I absolutely, uh, absolutely. London. We will Ontario. not discuss that at length. I was, was taken good. there under false pretenses, but uh, whatever. <laughs> All right, next up is CTNTC. <laughs> also, with- the worst crowd for any rock band show <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life was the London, Ontario crowd for Interpol. Uh, <laughs> CTNTC, favorite food to eat while drunk at 2 a.m.? The answer is Conraps. Moving on. What is the biggest- <laughs> I don't have what access is- to that. Yeah, it does, so you're wrong. If whatever well, you're going to say is wrong, what are you going to say? It- well, so one doesn't exist any longer, and that is pokey sticks, obviously. Oh yeah, that that's tough. That's tough. Uh, to two, this is for T C T and T C Big Ten Burrito. Sure. And three Taco Bell. Sure. Good options. Uh next up from C T and T C. What are the biggest what ifs for MSU sports that didn't happen on the field slash court? I, I mean, they're all recruiting, right? It's that list of recruits that we didn't get. Um I mean imagine if Jabari Parker was on that uh, MSU team with Denzel Valentine, instead of losing to Lehigh, like he did with Duke. Um, I mean, or this year's tournament that didn't happen on the field slash court. That's the, what if, I mean, there's a, there's a bigger one too than that. um, That involves a, but I don't, I don't like making it a what if, but miles, a second year, there was a lot going on off the court. Yeah. That led to Izzo not being in the public and his players having to take a ton of heat. And I, I don't mean to like, obviously I wish none of that stuff had happened, but I don't want to tie my desire for it to not happen to anything to do with MSU basketball. So I want to be very clear about that. But if, if that stuff hadn't have happened, which the world would be a much better place if it hadn't, irrespective of sports. Um, but I, I got to believe that, that maybe we beat Syracuse. Yeah, dude. I, there were so many distractions that year. People say yeah. that, but they don't it, add up. There's such an accumulative effect to all of that stuff. It had to have had an effect. But yeah, again, I don't, I, let's separate. I, I want to be very crystal clear. I don't care about Larry Nasser because we didn't go farther in the top. I care about Larry Nasser, and my desire for him to not happen has nothing to do with going farther in the tournament. Agreed. Like, so anyway, I just I want to be very clear about those things. You did. Good job. All right. Next up from CTNTC, asking some dad advice. So I'll let you take this one. If you were trying to travel to visit family four hours away, but did not want to stop anywhere due to COVID risk, how would you deal with the bladders of a three-year-old and a five-year-old? Ooh, so I'm not there yet. Um, I'm going to assume the three and five are both potty trained. Um, uh, I don't man that's tough um reintroduce them to diapers uh like oh, if they're are they boys because then you pop bottle that thing right i don't think so uh Get this is this, this is a real complicated one ct and uh <laughs> i don't know man i feel you um maybe you just you bring like a tarp and hold it up in the outdoor section of a rest stop somewhere and just be like go do your thing that's tough. 
That's that's real tough. Uh, Benadryl. Benadryl is the solution. Just knock them out. <laughs> Better living through chemistry. They can wet themselves. Just put them on it. <laughs> Let them sit on the tarp when they're not using it in the woods. <laughs> Uh, next up from CTNTC, have you ever been active? That is to say volunteer employee, canvasser, candidate, whatever in a political campaign. Yes. Also. Yes. All right. It's, uh, it's interesting to see the cogs of the machinery. You get a different, you, you get a different view of things afterwards. Uh, and I think there's another question about this coming up. Uh, one more rank the bars in East Lansing by likelihood of causing a statewide COVID outbreak. I wouldn't have picked Harper's. I don't know about you. I would have picked the shark for sure. I, I mean, this isn't the first statewide outbreak that public health thing that has been caused by bars in East Lansing. Am I right <laughs> guys? Am I right? Uh, everyone. <laughs> I mean, Rivs I isn't as popular anymore, right? Or the uh, Riv isn't as popular anymore? The Riv is definitely not as popular anymore. Rick's is definitely still popular. Although I think in many ways, Harper's has sort of taken over the mantle as that top. That's weird. That top I never cared for Harper's. Type atmosphere. They, In fairness to them, they've made significant changes. It's not the same Harper's. I mean, okay. in some ways it is the same, but in other ways it's not. Taylor Anderson, uh, what is the best beer for drinking on a golf course in your mind? Wait, it, oh, hold on. Before we move on to Taylor Anderson, uh, give your last place bar because we didn't really rank them. So who's uh, last in terms of white like, yeah. uh, Black Cat Bistro is the least likely to cause a Never statewide COVID. Who's number one, if not Harper's? Uh, well, the fa- Rick's isn't open right now, I don't think. Um, so I would go with... Doesn't Beggars have a buffet for brunch? I don't know if Beggars... I mean, let's be honest. The kids aren't going to Beggars. I try sure. to stay away from Beggars. It makes me feel too old. Um... I don't want to put that evil on. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's a fair question. It's Harper's. That's it. Taylor Anderson. <laughs> All right. What's the best beer for drinking on a golf course in your mind? So I'm I'm a Miller Lite guy on that one. How about you? How is it not all day IPA? It's right there in the name. No, 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 no. I, I think it's a light beer. It's you got to go like sort of Americana. I think it's perfect. It's mid-range plus. And uh, it's right there in the name. I'm going all day. Uh, Follow-up question from Taylor Anderson. How many beers per nine holes on average do you drink while you golf? Well, it depends. It depends on how often the cart comes around. I mean, that you can't control. Mm -hmm. And so it is very much of how good are you at golf? So needless to say, Four per nine holes for me. I think it depends entirely on who I'm golfing with. That determines heavily the amount of of beers per nine holes. It's a scale. We should it's go golfing. We, yeah, sure. Let us. We can meet yeah. in the middle. What's right in the middle? Like rural well, Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm we'll hoping find to come a, in September. Okay. We get the we get the baby shower for you know front of the pod oh perfect yeah all right that's great 
Uh, next up from Taylor Anderson. How many beers will it take to take away the pain when Amani goes from Spartan hero to Spartan heartbreaker at the last minute? Taylor, refer you back to talkspace.com. Yeah. Yeah. Promo code Amani. Talkspace. Uh, um, next up from Sawyer Like Tom, you seem to have opinions. When are you running for your respective city councils? Uh, I believe uh, front of the pod, Sam Zill chimed in on this one or at least liked the tweet. Um, but <laughs> I need to, find, why is that funny, Greg? Um, I need to find a permanent home before that ever happens. And also, I don't know, uh, need less of me running for city council. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, I sure. Fine. I'll I would love to, that. but I just, you know. I, I, when you start taking a real interest in city politics, you'll start to discover why people don't run for city council. Right. Yeah. It's a thankless job. In East Lansing, I think you get paid $4,800 a year to do something that has got to take 30 hours a week to do, to do well. And, uh, Here's yeah. The key. The, don't do it well. The nimbyism would drive me crazy. Yes, uh, yes. So it's a no-go for me, bro. I will follow it. I'll get involved. One term. That's, One term, buddy. That's, yeah, no, thank you. No, no, thank you. Greg South Lansing City Council. You heard it here first. first. Sawyer like Tom. Who steals the covers in your relationship, you or your wife? Wife. I think it's... I think we go in phases. I think it's a me phase right now, but I've definitely been stolen from too. Uh, if you could only have one dessert option for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh, this is tough because I'm not really a dessert person. Uh, I'm going to go Trace Leches cake. Go what? Trace Leches? I don't know what that is. Oh, buddy, you are missing out. It's a it's a Latin American um, cake. Three it, three milks is is tres leches. Okay. Uh, it's it's amazing. You can get it at Costco. They have a tres leches cake that you can find there. Okay. Check it out. Excellent. I was gonna go with ice cream because it seems like there's the most room for variety in there, and also it's like very scalable ice cream. You know. You can go just like standard ice cream or you can scale up to like super decadent ice cream. Uh, Another one from sort of like Tom. What was your favorite study spot on campus? I mean, not if I'm being honest. Uh, (laughs) Probably the library, though. Third floor stacks, baby. Third floor stacks. And finally, from sort of like Tom, favorite reality show? Uh, The challenge. Easy. Big brother second. Uh, I'm going to go, I, reality shows happen around me, but I don't actively watch many of them. I don't, I don't think unless I'm mistaken. Uh, so I'll go survivor. That was the only one that I ever actually, actually wait, watched. wait, 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 hold on. Didn't you submit an audition tape for survivor? Yes, it's true. I did. <laughs> All right. Next up someone, is Raymond chains. Someone break into NBC. And uh, find that old uh, submission tape of me trying I mean, to get in on Survivor. Weren't you like uh, six four and a 
buck 40 at the time too like i mean it I, a buck 40 but it, i was thin i mean because yeah. you've you've filled out in a you know to to bring you from a two-star recruit to a, a three-star recruit so mm-hmm. but i think at the time you were very very slim it might be why they didn't call me back yeah oh, right. <laughs> i got i got raymond this week okay. on the d'antonio cam coach refuses to leave his room yelling 2020 is the end or a surprising disclosure when urban meyer tells coach d that he considered him his best friend <laughs> this is like uh that quote from uh bobby knight about judd you you know you're my best friend in this business and judd saying like Bobby, I, I don't think you've got very many friends at all, or I, you might not have any friends. I paraphrasing. I nail. I totally ruined uh, a Juddism. Uh, but uh, I think Coach D's in a good spot. I bet Coach D is having his best twenty twenty right now. Yeah, that feels right. Okay, got a big check this year. I think Coach D's doing just fine. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, next up from Raymond, do you have a minute of hate you'd like to direct the filthy sewer that is Harper's? Sure, Raymond. Uh, if, is it okay if I take this, Greg? Go for it. I mean, you're in the neighborhood, so it would make do more sense. A, uh, a minute on the clock? No, because it's this simple. Wear a goddamn mask. <laughs> Wear a goddamn mask. And by the by, if you are an establishment, and I don't care if it's Harper's, I don't care if it's a retail location. I, I, I'll give a personal example. There's a salon I went to when I first moved to New Jersey. I literally got the best haircut of my life. I loved it. And they use some pretense of inclusion to say that some stylists will not be wearing masks because of maybe a medical condition and they won't be asking questions if patrons don't bring a mask because inclusion, which... If you have a medical condition that means you can't wear a mask, it's almost certainly so life-threatening that you shouldn't be going outside because of COVID. So if you're an establishment, show some blank leadership. Just go for it at that point. Like, why stop? I know we tried to keep things PG-1-3, but like, it's just sad when you wind up like that and then you don't deliver. Continue. Oh, you're right. You didn't put an E on this one? Show some fucking leadership and wear a goddamn mask. You can't say that. We're trying to be family friendly, man. Oh, they're going to take the podcast down, man. No, I'm mad at Harper's that apparently they replaced their their AC system for something that uh, circulates the virus out. I'm mad that they have a place that is conducive to congregating and they didn't realize that that was a effing problem. Like God show leadership. And by the way, college kids quit being so dumb. Anyway, next up from Raymond. I want sports back. Anyway, next up from Raymond is I've been chained to the wall in my basement for two months now. I look like a balding werewolf. My clothes are strips and rags, and I refer to myself as the hiding one. Will will you come rescue me, or is it safer to leave me be? Based on that rant, Raymond, I would say probably safer to leave you be. But anyway, Greg, you got an answer. Uh, Yeah, I don't think we can, uh, Raymond. I was at 
I was at Harper's last week, so this is not a good time probably for me to come in and get you. You probably, I mean, if you've been sequestering yourself away, you really don't want the first guy walking in the door to be, you know, a Harper's COVID case number 94. Um, you were there, you were investigating on behalf of QAnon, so. Yeah, Jonesy will get you when he's in town in September. How's that? <laughs> Uh, and then there's something that a uh, Sasha Baron uh, Sasha Sasha Baron Cohen uh, sing song. Yeah, did you see this Sasha no. Baron Cohen uh, at some community fair? He uh, got in one of his disguises and sang a song. Uh, the lyrics of which uh, were uh, hilarious, and uh, it was a good time. I enjoyed it. I love Sasha Baron Cohen. One of my all-time favorite movie moments is watching a family get up and walk out five minutes into Bruno. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good time. Can't wait to see that when it comes out. Uh, next up is Verbose Dutch, who... I don't even know. Do you know the context of this picture? Picture? Absolutely. Uh, it's our friends from St. Louis protecting their houses from uh, from protesters on their way to the St. Louis mayor's house, really having nothing to do with them, uh, holding an M16 and some kind of sidearm uh, in the most pathetic yeah, way that I've ever seen. So the question is, it's this picture. Who, this, who these people are. Yeah, so the question is, uh, notably white, by the way, uh, if this was an album cover, who would be the artist? What's the album called? And what's the hit track? Uh, who's just like the the worst white Kid rapper? Rock? Oh, my God. This does have like Kid Rock goes to, you know, I don't know, bonobos and buy stuff off the shelf and then <laughs> protects his his home from you know blm uh type vibes to it uh what's the track uh wait so the album i think is called uh ready and uh hit track the track is called i've actually i've never actually touched these guns before right now like this is the first time this is terrifying yeah is the track <laughs> this dude this dude with like his his trigger readiness, but he's got the M16 like uh, uh, <laughs> positioned in his elbow. Like he's going to straight up dislocate his arm. This is these are two people who have clearly never experienced the recoil of a firearm before. <laughs> they learned They're to shoot from like Rambo lives. <laughs> if that woman pulled the trigger the way that she's holding that gun, <laughs> it would fly into her face while <laughs> she like she wouldn't even know what is happening because it would just be in concussed her noggin yeah she'd be out uh <laughs> if you watch the video the dude holds the m16 by the muzzle at one point gesturing <laughs> towards the protesters with his what should be trigger hand which is the opposite of how anyone that knew a thing about guns would do it <laughs> we're not gun people and we know oh man all right white people don't be so bad all right stizzle uh says this week the video of spartan dogs hooping came out where was that majestic court do you know what this is no i don't and i wish oh. i did 
Fizzle, follow up. Please send us this uh, this video. I, I don't know what this is. Are they at the practice facility? I I don't know. Stizzle, yeah. we'll, we'll comment on this next week. We'll yeah, send us the it. link. Uh, we we will gladly con- comment on Spartan Dogs Hoopin' content any day. So we, we need sports. Please send it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> next up is the Upper Deck Jerk Guy who's coming in light this week. It's cool. Uh, Save if we have, next week. yeah. Uh, well, he may. Do we need to DM him? Oh, about did, joining us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he yes. may not be on next week, but also be on anyway. First question is: If we have no sports this fall, will you continue to do the podcast? Uh, well, yeah, we got this far, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're kind of pot committed at this point in time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Next up from the upper deck jerk guy, what's the best cartoon ever? Um, we talking yeah cartoon um until for me until it gets displaced I'm gonna go with the Simpsons classic Simpsons is still all time for me what about so you? I was never a big Simpsons fan so I will pick either Big Mouth or Archer okay I mean those me are see. animated comedies really for all of these they aren't really what you would call cartoons but anyway what's the worst bet you've ever placed uh grek i'll let you answer this question jonesy gets really upset at me because i accepted really generous terms on an msu you were goaded into betting on msu and you know i said i don't i'm superstitious i don't bet on msu I won the bet, by the way. MSU yeah. lost, but I was given such generous terms that I still won the bet. Uh, so tell people the terms. I don't remember. I wrote them down a long time ago, but it was like MSU plus like 14 points or something like that. Um, so I won. I never collected because it was with some douche dude. canoe. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. I won the bet. So the worst bet I've ever placed offended Jonesy's sensibilities of, of voting or of uh, betting on my own team too. And I think there was something about them having a better year, which they did check off. Um, anyway, crunchy, smooth peanut butter. Uh, it's crunchy. It's crunchy, right? Like smooth is for children. You you need a little extra, right? Am I the only one? Oh my God. You're going to say smooth. Aren't you? No, crunchy. I'm with you. Uh, awesome. If they play, who will be the breakout player for Spartan basketball this year? Uh, is it Rocket or Hauser? <laughs> oh, wait. All I'm right. sorry. It says, okay, who other than Rocket or Hauser? So not Rocket or Hauser. Not a fair question because those are the two obvious answers. Uh, aren't we all just sort of waiting for Bingham to break out, though? Is that going to happen? Oh, I think I it's did... Gabe. Uh, Stizzle, I don't know. Maybe this was the same video and I'm confused. Uh, but I did see a video of Bingham on the court. He, uh, he hasn't put a whole lot of weight on in the off season. Um, and finally from the real upper deck jerk guy, something, something, Amani, something, something, Bates, something, something, or classify something, something, G league, something, something one year. Uh, should we cover it again? Should we go over the whole thing again? (laughs) I, here, here's the something, something. It's happening. Oh my God. It's so happening. It's great. Very excited. 
Next up is Elin Bloom. E L in Bloom. E L in the Bloom. Can you in the Bloom? Can you just uh, can you message us and let us know how we should be pronouncing this? Yeah, give uh, us the phonetic spelling of your of your. But uh, I think this is three weeks in a row, and we're happy to have you as a regular contributor. So, uh, question is: Can anyone really know anything about how the Spartan football team will play with so much changing? This is a great question. It is. And it cuts right to the core. It it really like undercuts our entire thesis as a podcast because the answer is no. Yeah. And that could be the whole thing. Like, I mean, wherever we're at in the podcast right now, however much we talked about football, like we could have just brought this question up and said no. And then that could have been it. We could have gone back to talking about Imani Bates. But I, I would I would add because it's something that we harped on at the end of last year, and it's something even with the coaching change and even with COVID that, and, and, and the questions surrounding who will be quarterback that I anticipate the, the wide receiver core will be very exciting next year. I I mean, how that will happen. I don't know, but, and honestly, I I just want to say EL into bloom that we are going to start Twitter question, power rankings, next week and if you bring yourself to four questions and you ask a question this actually interestingly sports related that bodes well for you my man or gal or they them whatever or blue, you. whatever you are yeah. next up from brand list are there activities you would deem worthy of your participation aside from caring for friends and family if you had a 78 percent chance of contacting COVID 19 contracting no. COVID-19. No. no. Dude. I mean, as long as I can get, you know, my groceries picked up by a stranger, like, yeah, no. Uh, I'd go to an MSU football game. Next up from Brandon List, how do you pronounce the word, <laughs> the word for bread shaped in a tube type manner and spelled B-A-G-E-L? I mean, it's not bagel. It, it is certainly bagel. Yeah, it's bagel. And if you said bagel, that would have been the end of the podcast. That would have been it for us. It's like uh, it's like when people from uh, South Philly slash Delaware say water. Water. When they, that's water that you're talking water. about. Uh, last question from Brandon List. And last question for the pod. You're broadcasting this. This is a this is a segment that is rivaling rival rivaling the D'Antonio cam. You're podcasting from the Kim Jong Un armored train. What not a sponsors do you choose? First off, I want to uh, challenge Brandon Liss and Raymond Chains to put your heads together and do a crossover event of the Kim Jong Un armored train and the uh, Mark D'Antonio nanny cam. Yeah, we will. If you both ask questions on that, we will lump them together as a joint segment. <laughs> uh, what not a sponsors do we choose? Uh, what would what would Thirty Rock say? Uh, Korea, excellent weather, one hundred percent of the time. Also, awesome weather, always <laughs> always great. Nothing but the best. Korea, great leader. Nothing but the best forever. Uh, we live in the only necrocracy on the planet. Is that- I mean. It- well, because I I, I kind of think it's like, all right, our not sponsors are obviously joking at someone's expense. 
but I don't know that, for instance, we could acknowledge Sony, right? Like we couldn't make fun of Sony without getting in trouble. Oh, you know, we do because we're so hard. We look at Kim Jong-un in the eye and we just like rag on him straight to his face because we're hard like that because we don't care. Yeah. We don't care. What's he going to do? Evaporate us with an anti-aircraft cannon like his uncle? Probably. You know what? Actually, probably extended family but, members. That the not sponsors would be about extended family members. All right. We did it. We did yeah. it. Hey, Amani uh, Bates is going to be a Spartan, Michael Jones. Yeah. Uh, ladies, gents, it is, again, a time to be alive as a Spartan. And <laughs> we may feel very differently next week. But uh, I think this is the most enthusiastic that I will say in a long time to you, Kevin Crack. Go green. Go away, Michael Jones.